I've been given the task to declare the chapter of six of the book of Daniel, and I'm going to break it down into different sections so that we can get through it. I have titled today's sermon, Hold On to Faith and Let Go of Fear. Hold on to faith and let go of fear. I'll go ahead and warn you that the people from Morningstar, they are very vocal. So you're going to hear some amens and you're going to hear some hallelujahs. Just be, pray, be, be ready for it. Don't let it shock you. So hold on to faith and let go of fear. And I'll start by looking at exploring verses 1 through 5. And I'm going to read from the ESV version. And it says, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them, three high officials of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account so that the king might not suffer any loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. And so as I'm looking at this, I'm saying, wow, the only fault you can find in me is the way that I worship. Is that something to be known for? The only fault that you can find in me is connected to the way that I worship and serve God? That's a great feeling. But as I'm looking at this and I'm saying in this part of Daniel, I want to, if I had to section it off or title it, I want to um, call it character and and elevation. Character and elevation or promotion. And how do you get to that? Well, it starts out with Darius, and he he sets 120 satraps or satraps, however you pronounce it, um, over the kingdom. And then he had three high officials that were over them as well as the 120. But of those, the third chapter says that Daniel distinguished himself from the others. Now, it wasn't that Daniel said, you guys are over here and I'm over here. I'm better than you. It was based upon the work. It was based upon his work ethic, his loyalty, his trust. It was based upon his character. And because of his character, he was seen by Darius as one that could stand out over them all. And so he put, Darius put Daniel in place so that he could assure, as the word says, that nothing would be lost. Now, with this character that Daniel had, became, it became his promotion. So what I'm, what I, the point that I want to make here, and they tell me I got to stand between these yellow dots, so I'm trying to do my best. So, so what, what, what Daniel did, his character caused him to be promoted. 
And so my point to you is your character decides the level of elevation that you go, not just in the kingdom of God, but on your job. You're not going to get promoted, even if you have the credentials, but your character says he doesn't work well with others. He's always late. Your character determines your promotion. Can I get an amen? Anybody believe that? So what Daniel, his character caused him to stand out amongst everybody else and like when he was reading here he said that the others got jealous jealousy will cause others to plot against you when you are elevated to a position where you felt or you're elevated to a position and others felt that position should be theirs well there's going to be some jealousy There are going to be some things that will come out that you had no idea that was deep embedded in the individuals that you work and play with. And so they said, we got to find something against this Daniel that can bring him down. And so this is the plot. And with a plot, there's always a lie. With a plot, I'll say that again. With a plot... There's always lies connected to it. So if someone's plotting against you, they got to make up some stuff. And if it's made up, then it's untruth and it's a, it's a lie. Ooh, I, I don't know. If, can I say a lie? My grandmother told me always say a story. It's not. It's a story. It's not. It's, it's an untruth. So what they did is they came up with this untruth about Daniel. And the only thing they could do was tie it to his service to God. And so they went to the king and they said, king, well, let me read it to you. I don't want to. Verse six, the plot. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said, oh, king Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the the perf, the prefix, I'm sorry, and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, right now, establish this injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. So, hey, king, We got a great idea. Let's have everybody to celebrate you. Let's have everybody to worship you. Let's have everybody come and petition you. And if they refuse to do that and petition any of their gods, that threw me off right there. When they said gods, a little g and an s. They're not serving the true God. But that kind of, okay, that took me somewhere else. But anyway, if they serve any other gods or petition any other gods or man besides yourself, then, hey, what do you think about throwing them into the lion's den? And Darius says, oh, wow, that makes me feel good. For the next 30 days, it's only me and all all me? Yes, I agree. And in the eighth verse, it says, now. They wanted him to sign this document immediately. They wanted to put this into practice because when 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 the enemy sees you rise, when the enemy sees you promote it, when the enemy sees you elevate it, he wants as quickly as possible to pull you back down. And how else can he do that other than go to someone who believes in you, someone who believes in your work, 
But Darius didn't realize what was being done there. So he signed off on the document and there it was. And then Daniel gets word of it. And this is where I get excited. Daniel gets word of what has been put in place. And Daniel says, I refuse to allow you to stop me from worshiping my God. I refuse to allow you to stop me from praising. I refuse to change my habits because of a law that man put in place. I am going to continue to obey the commandments that my God has given you. So what Daniel did is he went into his house. He went and opened up the windows and he began to pray not one time a day, not twice a day, but three times a day. There was nobody who can tell him that he could not praise, uplift, worship and serve God. He refused to allow it. He did not let fear overtake his praise. I'm reminded of a time when I was at the VA and we were in the line for lunch. And someone come and say, hey, pastor, uh, I got this going on. Uh, can you pray for me? And what I know about this is when you ask people to pray for them, they say, sure, I'll pray for you. And they walk away. I, I just believe not all the time that your prayers are prayed, that, that request for prayers. And so they said, pastor, I need you to pray for me. I got this going on. Mind you, we're in the VA where you can't discuss religion or politics or anything. And I said, sure. And I reached out my hands and they looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm ready to pray. You asked me to pray for you. Let's pray. So right there in the middle of the cafeteria, we prayed. And I said, amen, and I walked away. I don't care what the VA says. If it's time to lift up God, if it's time to lift up my brother or sister, I'm going to do it. If it's in Walmart, H-E-B, the VA, Scott and White, it doesn't matter. I'm going to lift up Jesus Christ where he is requested. And so Daniel said, no, I, 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 I can't go by that. I'll take my chances. And I did the same thing. I took my chances. How many of you are willing to take your chances to uplift Jesus Christ? How many of you are willing to go against the norm? Oh my God. How many of you are willing to sacrifice everything for him? He sacrificed it all for you. He, he gave himself for you. He was nailed to the cross for you. So if you are told you can't praise, will you hold in your praise? I will never let a rock cry out. I told you I'm a little different than Dave. Just a little different. So another time, I get called by my supervisor and she says, hey, the compliance officer has a report. And it came down from the assistant director of the hospital. So, okay, well, what's the problem? Well, we're being told that you are looking online on your computer in your free time at BibleStudyTools.com. I said, yeah, and? Well, we just want to verify it. Okay, and what? You go look. They are on you, uh, uh, YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram, all the things that you allow them, and you want to say something to me. So, well, we also heard that you're preparing sermons at work. There's no way that I can prepare a sermon while in between nursing. 
And so I said, okay, what are we going to do here? Well, we we just want to bring it to your attention. I am not abusing VA time or money or anything. So on my time, I said, okay. So I go and see the assistant director, and I say, hey, I understand that there's a complaint about me. And he says, Wes, don't worry about it. You're okay. He says, but I want you to realize one thing. He says, when you live in a glass house, people are going to throw rocks. And so when people see your elevation, when people see your promotion, they're going to do whatever they can to try and destroy you. But because of your faithfulness to God, because you refuse to bow down to man's law, because you refuse to allow the enemy to take over, God will cover you. God will protect you. And I'm talking directly to the assistant director of the hospital. And Daniel, I'm like, Daniel, I don't care what you say. Plot against me. Plot against me. And I found out who it was who reported me. (laughs) It was somebody who wanted my job. They were jealous of where God had taken me to. They were individuals who had to make an appointment to see the assistant director. And I walk right in and say, hey, how you doing, Jose? How's your parents doing? good. No, Jordan's doing fine. He had a soccer game this weekend. Yeah, he's doing good. That's the type of relationship. God will couple you up with some people that are in position to help you to rise to the level where he wants you to go. But you have to hold on to faith and don't let fear interfere where God is trying to take you. Daniel didn't allow the threat of the lion's den to deter him. You can't allow the, oh my God, these yellow dots are killing me. (laughs) You can't allow the plot and the plan of the enemy to keep you where God is trying to take you. God has a plan for you. We hear that in Jeremiah 29 and 11. We, We know the plans that God has for us. Or God knows the plans that he has for us. But we can't allow the tricks of the enemy to try and destroy us. And so Daniels, he made a decision to choose faith over fear. It says that when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in the upper chamber open towards Jerusalem, and he got down on his knees three times a day and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Your attacks, your jealousy, the things you say about me is not going to get me to change my behavior when it comes to God. And here's something that I like about those who are sitting here right now and those that are watching. You did not allow COVID to stop you from worshiping God. You did not allow COVID to stop you from coming in amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ. There is nothing that can stop a true believer from serving and worshiping God. what I love about true believers is that they won't allow anything to stop them from praising God. It just won't happen. And then as we go into this portion of the chapter that I call the attack, verse 11 begins the attack. 
Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making a petition and a plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? And the king said, I sure did. The king stands fast according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, you know, Daniel, that one from Judah, him, the one who ain't one of us, him, he, he up in there praying. And didn't you say they can't? He, he prayed to his God. I didn't hear him say Darius nothing. I heard him say Jehovah. I heard him say Adonai, but I didn't hear King Darius. I, 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 those were all the things I heard, King. And so based on that right there, he didn't honor you, King. He put you to the side. This is your kingdom. You're going to let him not pray to you? Darius said, oh, my God. Not Daniel, the one I showed favor to. Not Daniel, the one who God has shown favor to. Not, not that Daniel. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And the Bible says that Darius spent the whole day trying to figure out a way to release Daniel from this sentence. And towards the end of the day, here come the satraps. What you going to do? You signed it, and it can't be revoked. Hand him over. So they took him, and they put him in the den with the lions. And the king the Bible says he didn't eat, he didn't sleep, and there was no entertainment provided to him that night. He was just distraught. He didn't want, I can't eat right now, I'm just upset. I got tricked. But Daniel still had faith. Daniel did not lose his faith. As he, I can just, oh, I gotta stay in these yellow dots. I can just imagine him walking, in, walking to the den with his head up, not his head down. Come on, let's go. If this is, what my, this is what my judgment is, so be it. But what you said I can't do, I'm going to do it while I walk to the den. Most gracious and heavenly Father, as I approach this den of lions, Lord, I ask for your hedge of protection. Lord, I ask that you strengthen me where I'm weak. Father, where I may be falling, pick me up, Lord. Where my faith may be wavering, Lord, I just ask that you renew me right now. This is just my imagination of how Daniel was going to the den of lions. And so it says the next morning, Darius woke up and he ran immediately to the den of lions. And he said, oh, Daniel, did your God do what you said he would do? Daniel said, man, he sent me an angel. <laughs> He sent me an angel, and the angel shut the mouths of the lions. Does anybody need an angel right now? Are you going through a situation where an angel needs to step in? Are you under attack right now? I can always use an angel. <laughs> I can always use somebody sent from heaven to stand in for me. 
I can always use an angel. There's not a time that goes by. I need the angel to ride in the car with me. I need the angel to guide my tongue. I need the angel to secure my marriage. I need the angel to watch over my kids. I need an angel. Does anybody else recognize the fact that you need an angel? Don't tell Dave I yelled at you guys. He says, the angel came in. And when the angel came in, it made everything all right. I was able to sleep. As a matter of fact, Mufasa over there, I laid on his mane. Nala came up and nudged herself beside me. It was a good time. The Lion King, for anybody who don't know. Anybody got kids and grandkids, you know the Lion King. Oh, You know that one right there. The Lion King. I ain't got good sense, y'all. I just love the Lord. (laughs) He says, yes, it was comfortable in there. It was comfortable. And it says here that the lion's brought me no harm. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless, blameless before God. Now the Bible says that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, but God given us, he has given us the opportunity to repent. And so it's through repentance that we are found blameless. And so when we're found blameless, then God says, hey, Going down there to Colleen, tells his angel, go down there to Colleen and take care of those partners and members of Morning Star and Grace Bible Church. Look after them. Protect them. I love knowing that God will send a protector. I love knowing that God will send somebody to stand in for me. And he says, then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel had taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted God. Now, this is what I love. Another thing that I love about God is God will take those who plotted against you and put them in the destruction that they had planned for you. Let me say that again. Those who plot against you against God's children, against God's favored people. Those who plot against you, God will turn around and use the plot that they had against you to destroy them. The word says that the king said, all of those satraps and governors who plan this plot against Daniel, not only are we going to throw them in the den of lions, but we're going to throw their wives and their children into the den of lions. And the Bible says that before they could hit the bottom of the den, the lions had attacked them. Look at God taking your enemy out so he can no longer attack you in that area. But it was because Daniel held on to his faith and threw his fear out the window. And I love what Darius says after they were thrown into the den. He said, I'm going to make another decree, a new decree. That all nations and languages that dwell in all the earth 
peace be multiplied to you. And he says, I make a decree that all the roy- all of my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Darius saw something in Daniel that he wanted everyone in his dominion to have. He said, if that God will serve and protect and watch over Daniel like that, then I'm going to make it a decree that everyone in my dominion must serve that God. Do you realize that you are sometimes the conduit for someone to God? I'm going to say that again. We are sometimes the avenue, the conduit to God for somebody else. They saw that Daniel did not fold. They saw that God was protected. And those people on your job, even here in your church, in your neighborhood, they see the hand of God over you. And before you know it, they'll say, hey, um, can, can, can you tell me about that, that church you go to? to what is it Grace Morning, Grace Star or Grace Bible Morning? What, where, can you tell me about where you go to church? And what I always tell people is this. Let me tell you about Jesus and then I'll tell you about my church. Because my church is full of Jesus. But I need to let you know who you're walking into. I need to let you know that he is our savior. He is a provider. He is a protector. When you are going through those fearful times, hold on to your faith. You have seen God work miracles in your lives before. If he did it before, why won't he do it again? If he's delivered you before, why wouldn't he deliver you again? If he's protected you before, why wouldn't he protect you now? If he sent you an angel before while you were in the lion's den, why wouldn't he do it when you're amongst the wolves? The animal may change, but our God doesn't change. The attack may look different, but our God is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We serve a good God. A God who tells us that we shouldn't have a spirit of fear. Oh, my God. And then Darius says, this is why, right here, this is why I want you or I'm commanding you to serve the God of Daniel. He says, for he is the living God, enduring forever. So as long as you're around, God is going to be around. And then he says, enduring In other words, he's able to go through whatever it is that you're going through until the end of time. And then when this life here on earth is over, he still exists sitting on the throne of grace. He says he endures forever. He's the living God enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. His dominion shall never be to the end. And then I like 27. It says he delivers. He delivers. I don't know how many people are willing to be honest in their testimony. But there are some things that I'm ashamed of that God had to deliver me from. But I know I would have never conquered those demons if it had not been for his deliverance. It was the blood of Jesus 
that was shed on the cross that washed away my sins. It was the blood of Jesus. It was him going down into that borrowed tomb and rising on the third day and ascending to the right hand of the Father that wiped away all those things that I've done. My past was blotted out so that I could dwell in his kingdom. He delivers and rescues. Every time I think about Jesus rescuing, I think about when he called his disciple out to walk on water. And he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink. And Jesus reached down. Well, he yelled up to Jesus, Jesus saved me. And Jesus reached down his hand and pulled him up. It's just that simple. If you call on him, he will reach down and rescue you. But Jesus will only rescue you when you stop fighting against him. Short story and I'm done. There was a guy, he had taken his son to the community swimming pool to go swimming. And his kid was out there playing and he was relaxing, he was reading his Bible, and he heard some splashing in the water, and he heard his son yelling, and he jumped up immediately, but the father couldn't swim, so he went to the lifeguard, and he said, hey, my son is drowning, help him, and the lifeguard just sat there, and the kid is still flailing in the water, and he says, hey, save my child, and the lifeguard just sat there, well, the flailing got weaker and less and then the lifeguard finally came down off the chair and then as he saw the child go under he dove in rescued him and brought him to the side of the pool performed CPR and the father said I thank you I thank you I thank you but I need to ask you a question why did you wait To save my son. And the lifeguard said. Because I couldn't rescue him. When he was fighting against me. When you fight against Christ. There's nothing he can do. But when you totally surrender. When you take all of you out of you. And surrender you unto him. Then he can rescue you. Hold on to your faith. Don't let fear. Stop you from praising. And uplifting the name of Jesus Christ. And in closing. It says, he worked signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. And he who saved Daniel from the powers of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Eternal God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for allowing us to believe and not fear. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us that it's through you that there's deliverance. Through you. There's rescue through you, Father. We can praise your name anywhere we want and be protected, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the angels that you have sent in on our behalf that we didn't even realize or recognize. Father, we thank you for doing the things that you do for sinners saved by grace. Father, we thank you for bringing these two churches together. To be able to share in the celebration of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all glory. We give you all honor. 
and we give you all praise. It's in Jesus' most precious and holy name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.